guys, and welcome to the Fruit and Flourishing podcast. Whether this is your first time here or you've been along for the entire journey, hello. I am so happy you're here. My name is Lisa Madison. I am the owner of The Flourishing Space. I'm a life and recovery coach guiding individuals in all things confidence, careers, mental health, entrepreneurship, schools, relationship, teenagehood, and just so much more. I help guide men and women to set, plan, and accomplish goals to lead them to a life they deserve to live with a mind, body, and soul that they love. I'm also a dance, yoga, and fitness instructor, mental health advocate, eating disorder warrior, and lover of all things fruit. Hello. How are we doing? Happy Wednesday, no matter where you are, whatever day it is, whatever time. I hope you're doing great. I'm sending you some extra love, some extra positive energy, some extra motivation, an extra push. If you're trying to do something or accomplish a new goal, here's your extra extra push. This is a sign. You're listening to this for a reason. Take this sign and run with it. Can we talk about how um, it's September now? I'm sorry, but did August actually happen? What what has been happening for the past you, you, like ever since ever since COVID hit? I swear, these months just don't happen, and I can't believe it's actually September. Like I feel like summer just started, and I'm not gonna lie. Like, given the circumstances, I had a very good summer, and I don't really like based on my lifestyle. I don't really think I have you know, because I'm not in school, like I don't really have a certain summer. It's just kind of like summer weather, but I had a very good summer given the circumstances. Um, I just can't believe it's already September and we're now nearing fall. Like the weather at the cottage is getting cool. Um, and I don't know if I'm quite ready for that. I will say I am ready because, you know, it's coming up in a little over a month is your girl's birthday, October 7th, Libra power forever, baby. But kids are potentially going back to school. I don't know where you guys, what it's like where you guys are, but here they have the option to go back to school. And I don't really know how I feel about it. I I don't really understand why if they're predicting a second wave to happen and, you know, they're predicting the second wave will happen because of going back to school. Why wouldn't you just not have them go back to school so we can avoid that second wave? But you know what? I, I just try to follow the rules and do what I can. But I was thinking, from what I understand, if the kids have like one small symptom, like a runny nose, a cough, they are not allowed to go to school for 14 days. At least that's what I've heard. And do people not realize that kids, especially young kids, pretty much have runny noses from like September to May because they're kids and that's just kind of how it goes. So I have a strong feeling a lot of kids won't be in school regardless. Um, just just a little confusing for me. But you know what? I don't have kids, so not up to me. If you're a mom and you're listening to this, I feel for you and I know it must be tough trying to make that call. Whatever you're doing, it's the right decision. Um I know it just it just can't be easy to make a decision like that because there's there's no right or wrong. Like throughout this whole thing, there's no right or wrong. Nobody knows what the right move is. So just stick to your gut. You know your kid, you know your family, you know you better than anybody. So do what you need to do. Don't worry about the judgment. Just do what you need to do and we'll make it through. 
let's stop before I continue. Let's quickly take a second. Think about what we're feeling grateful for. This will lead me to what I am feeling grateful for. I'm actually really feeling grateful for a lot. I've been, I've been really, um, I don't know. I've just been feeling super good lately, but I just kind of wanted to share this because I haven't really talked about it on the podcast yet. But if you follow my Instagram, you know, I'm already a psycho dog mom. So I am feeling grateful that I finally got a full night's sleep last night. And for the first time, my new puppy had no accidents during the night and I'm so proud of her. So yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, you'll already know that Ryan and I, my boyfriend, we bought our first puppy. Her name is Luna. She is nine weeks now. She's a Husky German Shepherd, definitely a lot more German Shepherd. And I am obsessed with her. I can't even explain it. Like actually being a dog mom, it's a thing. And I know I'm kind of crazy, but that's okay. I don't really care. It's just, she's perfect. I love her. She's, it's, it's a huge, a huge, huge responsibility. And like within four days, it's like our lives took a full 180. Like we completely had to flip upside down, change our routines because she comes first. And it truly is. I know I shouldn't be comparing dogs to babies, but it truly is like having a newborn baby. The only harder part is that, um, they, you know, shit and pee on the floor and (laughs) that's how you train them. And they don't really tell you when, because they can't, you know, they, they can't say anything and whatever. But yes, I am very, very happy. She is just the light of my life and Ryan and I are having a lot of fun with her. So that's that. So like I said, my routine, has changed a lot. And so things have been super busy, just like it might seem chaotic. It's not really chaotic for me. Like I understand it. Um, it makes sense in my head, but it's just, it's been a really big adjustment trying to grasp this new schedule and this new life that we're living. Right. So I do have a lot of plans for some amazing guests to come on the podcast that you can look forward to in coming weeks. I'm just trying to get adjusted to a new, like a new normal, I guess, and trying to figure out my routine and adapt. So just bear with me today. It's just me and my wonderful voice. You're welcome. All right. I have so much to share right now. So let's just get into it because I feel like I could be talking for a long time and I don't have that long to record this podcast. Today's topic in particular is something I actually wanted to talk about when I first started the podcast. I think I planned for it to be my fourth episode or something like that, but I just didn't feel ready for it because there's so much information. And I swear that sometimes when I'm like, oh my God, there's too much to explain. I just erase the entire thought, but I'm ready and I'm ready to share everything that I can, all the information and wisdom, I guess I can give to you guys. And that is about money and budgeting and how I save and spend and make my money. I think a reason I'm super hesitant to talk about it is because money is something that I am extremely sensitive about. I have been in positions where I've made myself sick over panic attacks and stress from money. I suffer from what they call survivor's guilt, which is pretty much feeling ashamed the rare time that I do buy something for myself. But I've come to a point with handling my money and, 
you know, how I approach anything that has to do with money. And I hope it can, can the, the word vomit, I hope it can provide you with some wisdom. I know we're in super hard times right now with COVID and, you know, loss of work and all of that good stuff. So whether this be something that can help you in the future, or even when you're in need of some extra income, or maybe you have new goals you want to save for, or maybe you just want to spend your money a little wiser. I hope this does help you guys in some way. I get a lot of questions about starting a business and how to either pay for the business or provide for yourself. So for a person like myself, who is completely untraditional in terms of schooling and work, it can be a much bigger struggle trying to make ends meet in the beginning. I didn't go to school to graduate with a specific degree to then get a regular career out of it. There have been so many times where I've been frustrated with what I'm doing because entrepreneurship is just like pure risk. And some days I wish I had the same security as some others. But I also know that that's not what I envisioned for myself. That's not my path. That's And I've known that since I was younger. So for me, I'm designing a life for myself in which I'm doing exactly what I want to be doing and what I love in order to get to a place where your business or goal is exactly where it needs to be to keep you wealthy and healthy and set. You have to go through a lot of potholes along the way just to make it work. So I'll be the first to say, I have been very blessed throughout my life. Um, My sisters and I were always taught to appreciate everything we have and everything we are given and have been given. Although our parents treated us very well and we were very fortunate in that aspect, they never just handed it over onto band and they never taught us that money is an object that can just kind of be thrown around. Honestly, I still become really uncomfortable when people buy things for me. I really don't like it, actually. I never, I've never liked that feeling. I never liked the feeling of owing somebody something. And it's just something that I hate. But if it does happen, it's something I am also extremely grateful for. I don't take stuff like that lightly. Everybody works for their money. And like I said, it's not something that can just be thrown around. So I've always had this great appreciation for money and people's earnings. And if I was in a really tight position, which I have been many times, like I'm talking times I can't even afford almond milk or gas or anything to keep me going, and I have to ask my parents for money, it's not just a question, like it's a full on email explaining and apologizing and awkwardly asking for like $10. And when it comes to bills and car payments and clothes or whatever, it was always our responsibility to pay them. And I never even knew anything else. I figured that's just kind of how it should be. If I'm old enough and responsible enough to have a car, I should be paying the bill for it. But my sisters and I were also lucky that we did have vehicles passed down to us in high school. But of course, like it was still our responsibility to stay on top of it. Um, Now I'm at a point as well, which I will talk about later on too, that I am able to currently live at home and save. Um, I know a lot of people... For some people, it's like frowned upon because when you're growing up, you kind of expect in your 20s, you're living alone or you own a house and you do all this, but you know, life isn't, life isn't what you think it's going to be when you're 16 years old. Um, and I'm very fortunate that I am able to live at home and, you know, some people I know who live at home, maybe they'll pay towards rent or groceries. So I do have my own contributions to the house, um, 
But again, super fortunate and lucky that I have the opportunity to live at home right now. I do think my appreciation for money and saving and being responsible with money really came from simply not having any of my own. I had a very, very different early 20s than a lot of people. And because of my path and my path of choice, I never had a regular job with a steady income. I've always had multiple forms of income and some months I've had, I would have some money, some months I wouldn't, and it could be really tight. I would say I really started becoming money savvy when I moved out into my first apartment at 21. This is the first time my sister and I had our own place with our own rent to pay, own Wi-Fi bill and all that fun stuff. And when you feel as though you're living paycheck to paycheck, especially at age 21, you kind of have no choice but to learn to be frugal. Again, I have such an appreciation for money that if I wanted to do something or go somewhere but couldn't afford it, I would never just ask somebody to borrow money. It's all about the responsibility of it. Now, there's a big thing about renting and for me personally, because I know I mentioned I live at home, I could rent, but for me personally, I do not plan to rent again. I rented for two, uh, I mean, okay, if the situation, like if I had to, I absolutely would. Okay, I don't want to say, I'm not, I'm not saying I'll never do it again. If I had to, I absolutely would. I rented for two years and Like I said, I live back at home while Ryan and I are saving to invest in our own house, which is just a huge personal goal that I'll also talk about. But either way is great. And there are benefits to both of them. For me, I think renting for those two years, excuse me, my allergies are very much acting up. I think renting for those first two years taught me so much. Obviously, it was just so much fun and I loved where we lived and I lived with my sisters and I loved that freedom. But I do think this is when I really, really started to learn about money and how to live. Right now, I know I am, I'll say it again, I'm very fortunate that I'm able to live at home, um, which helps give Ryan and I a chance to save for a mortgage. And even though most days I'm like, screw it, let's live together and, and let's rent until we buy especially now that we have the dog, we know it's just not the smartest decision for us um, because if we are trying to save, saving is hard enough and we're both kind of in a really good position to be saving. So yeah, it is It is what it is. When I opened my first business, this is when times were really tight. When you're working to grow a large business and things are going well, but as always, you do come last, you have to find other ways to provide for yourself. So with that business taking up the majority of my brain and my body, I also had to work other jobs outside of it just to be able to provide for myself. So at this point, the money I was making was enough to pay my bills, hopefully. So in situations like this, I kind of learned how to budget properly. I learned what's important. And most importantly, I learned that it is okay to struggle. I will never forget this one day, probably about a year and a half ago. Again, paid my bills, but left with absolutely nothing. Not enough for groceries, barely enough for gas. And my mom came into my room and found me just hyperventilating, crying on the floor. And this is kind of when I began to realize that 
it's okay to have these struggles and it's not the end of the world. You know, this is what your 20s are all about, just figuring it out and going through those hardships and those struggles. It's also okay to ask for help when I know I have the support behind me because I know it's not going to be like this forever. So let's start with how I save and budget my money. I have some notes here, so mind me, I might just have to take a little peek at my notes, but I think the number one thing is to know what matters to you most in your life. I like to call this the wellness budget. I think about things in my life that I truly love and that bring me absolute joy, things that I need in my life to make me happy. And it's all about asking yourself, is it worth it? Is this necessary for me right now? Can I get this at a better time when I'm more stable? Could I find this for a better price elsewhere? For example... I'm extremely low maintenance and when it comes to clothing, I can't justify buying a black, a $25 black tank top from Zara when I could buy a $5 one from Urban Planet. I know the circumstances are different considering I don't work jobs that I need to wear anything fancy so I can kind of get away with wearing cheaper casual clothes, but it's just all about buying smart. The next time you go to buy a $50 tank top, just think that that could get you five to seven tank tops at like somewhere cheaper, like H&M even. Another thing I do is I buy used. So places like Plato's Closet is great for those, um, for things like that, for shoes, winter coats, workout clothes. And you can literally get Lululemon sports bras for $16 when they're regular $60. And I know stuff like this can be a hit or miss, and some people may actually find that gross, but when you take the time to look through and only buy things that you truly need, you can wash it, and bam, just like new. I think a good portion of my workout and running clothes are bought used. Yeah, I also buy a lot from Facebook Marketplace, and I do love thrifting. Crop sweaters, guys, crop sweaters are in. We all know it. Go to Goodwill, get yourself an oversized sweater for $4, and you've got yourself a cute outfit. I don't wear much makeup anymore, um, but yes, I am definitely a drugstore makeup girl. It's just not something I'm passionate about and would rather use that money for something that I am passionate about. So maybe that $40 foundation could get me to hot yoga classes, or maybe that $50 bronzer could contribute to a new pair of running shoes. Another thing is people question how I shop at this one grocery store called Goodness Me, which is like all organic food and definitely pricier than regular grocery stores for the most part. Um, but obviously it's organic, but I mean, I feel better about shopping there just because I enjoy it. I love the atmosphere. I feel safer there during COVID times and I just prefer organic. Now, what I tell them is it's not more expensive if you shop smart. So I only buy certain things if they're on sale because they end up being the same price as regular grocery stores, if not cheaper. Um, I don't buy more than I need and I keep it extremely minimal. If I do need things in bulk, like for example, a big bag of oats, I'll get that from Walmart or something because you can get a massive bag for like $1.50. And another thing, 
Lisa, you always have your nails done. Yes, I do. My nails are my one thing that I like to get done once a month because it's something that makes me feel good. It makes me feel better about myself. It makes me look more professional and I just don't like my fingers. So I need to have them done. It's my treat to me and it's $45 a month that I make work because I enjoy it and it makes me feel good. And you know, my, my nail salon has a point system and I use my selling item system that I will get into in a little bit. When it comes to things like going out for dinner and to the movies, to the bars, or even my nails or anything like that, obviously when it was possible, I have certain strategies with my spending. Side note, just have to say that not going to the bars and all that jazz because of COVID has literally helped my bank account. Thank you. Anyways, I get it. Even when we have no money, sometimes all we want to do is go for a drink with a friend or have a night out or go out for your best friend's birthday or go to the movies, whatever it is. That's part of life. And that's the fun in life that we really can't give up on. So include this in your wellness budget. When it comes to going out at a time where money is tight, what I like to do is sell something of mine and use that cash to go out. So I'll go through my closet, do a little purge and post it on Facebook or take it to Plato's. And it kind of gives me a sense of relief that, you know, you made money from something I don't need, wear or use anymore. And I'm really not taking away from the money in my bank account that maybe I just don't have at the time. I would say... I go through my closet and items about once a month just to see if there's anything that I can sell. I know it can be hit or miss at places like Play-Doh. Sometimes you go in with like $200 worth of clothes and come out with $7. And sometimes the people on Marketplace are super unreliable and just kind of stop answering you after they ask you if your item is still available. But it's always worth trying. Um, if you're selling on Facebook, I would try selling them in lots. Like instead of instead of selling five women's tops, like do or I don't know, like individual items, try selling a huge lot, like women's summer clothing for thirty dollars for everything. I found that name brand athletic wear sells the best as well as things that are in trend right now. Like I just sold a pair of biker shorts and two unused Zaffle bathing suits and that right there was like an extra $30 for me. So with the cash I make from selling, that's what I use for things like I said before. Um, even things like going to the farmer's market or to buy my own personal things off Facebook marketplace. Like I bought a mask the other day. I had a $5 bill in my wallet that I didn't even know was there. So perfect. (laughs) Something I've done since I was very young actually is saving the cash from any birthday or Christmas cards I get. So if I receive cash as gifts, again, very fortunate to receive I save this cash and I call it my in case of emergency. I keep it hidden in my room and only really touch it if I need to. And this is something that is so helpful because number one, I actually forget about it on a day-to-day basis. And number two, you know that no matter what, you have a fallback. If you're stressing about a bill payment coming up, that there's possibility you might not make don't worry you have that extra cash you can deposit that you've hidden in your room for six months or maybe you simply save it forever maybe you're at the point where you're saving for a car or a home and you can remind yourself 
oh yeah, I actually saved up an extra $500 and I have that extra money from the money, or sorry, from the birthday cards that I received years ago. It's just reassuring and it's always good to have a backup plan. Can I just take a quick moment to pause and tell you guys that a text message just popped up from my stepsister saying, hi, I love you. I hope you have an amazing day. And that was just the sweetest thing ever. I love when that happens and I love you and I hope you have an amazing day. Okay, back to what I was saying. Um, Getting into personal things. So I think everybody deserves to have a little something, something in their life. And whether it be purses or, you know, everybody has their thing. So for me, I run a lot. So I know I need good runners, which are not cheap. And they're not something that I do cheap out, air quotes, on. I'm also a dance teacher and I teach dance as well as yoga and good quality leggings aren't cheap either. But they're something that I need. So when it comes to things like Lululemon leggings or a new pair of running shoes, I can't remember the last time I paid a full price for them. Why and how? Save your gift cards. When people ask what I want for my birthday or Christmas, my mind usually goes to sport check or Lululemon in terms of stores. So if I do receive gift cards, I always save them. And when I get to a point where I either have multiple or I simply have enough freedom to pay the remaining balance, I will. I'm not the type to blow my gift cards right away. They're usually in my wallet for months before I finally bite the bullet because I want to make sure that it's something worth spending those gift cards on. Fun tip. If you ever receive a gift card to a place you know you don't really shop at, you can sell your card. I usually sell them for $5 under price. So for example, if you get a $20 Starbucks card, but you don't really go to Starbucks, sell it on Facebook for $15 and you'll get much more use out of that $15 rather than just having a gift card sitting there. Being a dance teacher though, I get a lot of Tim Hortons and Starbucks cards. So I save these like crazy and I rarely spend money on coffee or tea. I also make them at home, like I'll buy my tea bags in bulk as well as my coffee pods and that saves a lot of money and plastic and time in the long run. But speaking of Tim Hortons, this kind of leads me to my next point, which is points and rewards. (laughs) Get the rewards cards from your favorite stores, not just with Tim's, but with Tim Hortons. I do have their points card, so I usually, you know, I'll get a gift card and I'll use my gift card for my drinks and then every seventh purchase, I think it's free works in the long run. I have a rewards card for, like I said, my nail salon. So I get a stamp every time I go. And then when I earn enough stamps, I receive half off my fill. Um, I use Optimum points for Fortinos and shoppers, which is Canadian. So Americans probably have no idea what I'm talking about, but those add up. And I've actually been in positions before where I was at shoppers getting a ton of essentials that I needed and my points paid for the entire thing, which was like $45, I think. Now, um, I'm at a point where I rarely use my debit card and I use my credit card as much as possible because I get points and I get cash back. Now with credit cards, I had my credit cards open when I was in the thick of my money struggles and it was brutal trying to slowly pay off your debt and just like trying to figure out where your money should go and having the bank call you. It's, it's so much added stress. 
Thankfully, I am at a point now where all my credit cards are paid off and I just kind of use them to build up my credit and again, points and whatnot. They can honestly be an extremely scary thing, especially if you're new to them. Just remember that they are not free money and it's important you know how to use them wisely. Keep your limit pretty low to start and treat it like treat it like a puppy, a new responsibility you have to take care of in your life. My credit went from being really good to really poor once and like when, you know, I started going through my money struggles and I started working on it and focusing on it and improved it and it's something that I take very seriously. It's fun. It's weird being an adult because you become obsessed with credit and your credit score, but that's where we're at. There are worse hobbies to get into. A huge question I get and something I recently talked about on my Instagram is, how the hell do I build a business yet work and make money at the same time? So where I'm at in my life, I am building a new business but I'm also saving for a home. I just got a new puppy, paying off my debt. Did I really do all of this from selling clothes? Did my business take off that fast? No, absolutely not. I still work other jobs that act as a stepping stone to get me to where I need to be. So to answer the question of good jobs to get while you grow your business or make your dreams happen, number one for me, Nannying is my go-to. It is something that I personally enjoy and it's, I know it's not for everyone, but I've always had this passion for parenthood and running a household and it just kind of provides me with the independence that I need and I love working with kids and creating routine and everything like that. But not only that, it has the freedom and flexibility I also need. It allows me to still work on my business and plan my business and grow my business and I'll be totally blunt here, it provides me with a really solid income. I'm not saying every family will pay the same. However, with my age and my experience, I know my worth and I'm very fortunate to be paid what I am. Obviously, I won't share that on here, but just remember that every employer is different and you really get what you put out. It's also helped me save on things like groceries because they welcome me to their food. It's also taught me so much about parenthood and child development and I've been able to take those lessons into my own life um, into what I want with my family and what I don't want into my relationship the dancers I teach and even with my new puppy it's kind of cool I've worked for many families throughout the past like 10 years so I've learned a ton and mainly I've learned my worth and know how I should be treated and trusted so That's just what works for me, the freedom, the flexibility, the ability to even work with clients and record podcasts while working. There's so many benefits to it, especially for just a temporary job. And you grow relationships with people that you'll stay with throughout your entire life. I remember the first the first full-time nanny job I got years ago, they ended up moving um, to Nova Scotia and I still keep in contact with them. She helps me when it came to starting to be a business owner. She, We still talk all the time. I keep in touch with her kids. So it's really cool what you can get out of it. Other side hustles to consider are, like I said, selling your clothes or if you have a passion for making certain items, selling those on Facebook or Etsy. I see a lot of young kids now selling their bracelets and scrunchies and stuff like that on Etsy, which I think is amazing. 
Um, things like serving, if you have the time or schedule for that, being an Instacart or or Uber driver, I heard, can create a solid income. And it's great with things like those because you're able to make your own schedule. I think that's that's really important, like going back to the flexibility. If you are trying to grow your business, I've considered things like serving and, you know, being a waitress, but that's kind of hard because I want to be able to work on my own personal things at the same time. Um, Just remember that all these jobs are a temporary stepping stone to get you to where you need to be. So don't waste your time comparing where you are to others just because your job looks different or there's some stupid judgment associated with ages and job titles. You focus on you. You do what you have to do to get to where you desire. You know yourself best, so just trust your path and make it happen. If there's one thing I can tell you about money, it's that it's not all that matters in this world and it will come. Accepting that things are temporary and that we all go through hardships with money is important. It's how we learn. It's how we grow. Our struggles bring out bigger and better things. If right now you are stressing over money, tell yourself it won't be like this forever money comes easy and if you stay true to your goals and you trust the process and the path you will get there all right sweet angel babies it is time for my favorite time of the day words of affirmation i will say it twice on the second time repeat it in your head or even better repeat it out loud if you're in the middle of the grocery store scream it at the top of your lungs all right here we go i will be wealthy healthy, successful, and happy. I will be wealthy, healthy, successful, and happy. All right, guys, don't forget to leave a rate and review as it is so much appreciated. I hope this episode helped you out in some way. If you have any other questions just regarding, you know, budgeting and all that fun stuff in general, never be afraid to message me on Instagram. Follow my Instagram and Facebook at The Flourishing Space. If you're interested in one-on-one coaching, teaching, workshops, and more, please check out my website, theflourishingspace.ca. Stay happy, stay healthy, eat your fruit, and keep flourishing. Bye, guys!